Hello and welcome to the next edition of the Godfrey's Law Real Solutions Business Podcast. Today I'm very happy to be joined by a long-term friend of the podcast uh, and in fact helped the podcast in its uh, early inception, uh, so to whom, someone whom I owe a great debt in many ways uh, and it couldn't be to a nicer person. I'm lucky today to be joined by Cameron Taylor uh, who's a Senior Content Manager at Time Zone One here in Christchurch. Welcome, Cameron. Oh, Brad, you're far too kind. Thank you so much. It's great to be back talking about real solutions again. Fantastic. Well, awesome to have you on the podcast again. And a little bit of time has elapsed uh, since we last had you on the gig. Um, so tell me about your your new role and what, what you're doing and how you can help uh, business owners out there in uh, Canterbury and beyond. Thanks, Brad. So yes, I am now with Time Zone One. Uh, agency, full service marketing, uh, design, uh, web agency in Christchurch. But what I find really exciting is that we've also got an office in Chicago, Illinois. So we're working um, as one team in, in two different time zones. But So that's where we get the whole time zone one name from. But it means that I get to work on some big American projects, which is a lot of fun for me. Uh, and the American team, of course, is always up to date with all of the latest trends, technology, that kind of stuff. So that information and those skills get fed back here. So we get to, you know, really keep our NZ-based clients up to date and and on that cutting edge. It's a lot of fun. Fantastic. And I think, Cameron, when we spoke uh, a couple of weeks ago over a, a glass of uh, or two maybe of Pinot Noir, um, that uh, you talked about the fact that the business was originally, uh, the Genesis was originally in Christchurch, am I right? That's right. So that while the head office is Chicago, um, it was founded by three blokes in Christchurch and who saw that opportunity for, hey, when other people are sleeping, uh, time uh, time zone difference, New Zealand on the opposite side of the world, where we're working. So if you really want to uh, get more out of that work day, making sure that, you know, things get done and done on time, um, you know, when you can extend that work day to maybe 10, 11, 12 kind of hours over to, over, over time zones, yeah. Well, what a, what a great concept. <laughs> yeah, very cool. So today, Cameron, you come on the podcast to talk about a, a quite a, a particular um, topic, which is communicating in crisis. Yeah. A, and um, I know how important that is, you know, being a business owner myself. Uh, over, over the years when you have a crisis and, and how you communicate really matters because it's the key to uh, grabbing the, the, the dragon by the tail or, or not. Um, so, you know, we've had this recent situation um, that's all been all over the media with uh, a certain famous um, hip-hop artist known as Kanye West uh, and yeah. his former uh, number one sort of uh, sponsor, I guess you could call Adidas. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's what we have seen... Adidas did well. Let's start. Go rewind. Back. Let's rewind. <laughs> let's rewind. So, this uh, allegedly hip hop artist, uh, he makes a series Ooh, of. Oh, there's a dig. Well, there's a, yeah, there's a dig. <laughs> he, he makes a series of uh, anti Semitic remarks across social media, which, mm. look, I'm just going to put a blanket statement out there. That's never a good idea. Just, yep. just you know, let's just not even go there. Yes. But he does. And the world kind of waits. As, as, as all these people jump on to condemn uh, his words and his actions, everybody's looking to the sponsors, the companies that he's partnered with. Yes. What are you going to say? So while eventually Adidas came out, said, 
no, we're, we're pulling the plug. We're no longer going to work with him. We're going to condemn everything that he's, he's said. It did take them almost a week to kind of arrive at that decision. So, yes, they ended up doing the good thing, but the negative PR that happened because everybody's saying, hey, Adidas, what are you going to do? Mm. What are you going to do? That was that week felt felt like a lifetime. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I followed it. You know, it was in the periphery of my world, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, this is just a train wreck." And even for me, you know, I, I was really surprised that such a big company like Adidas would would take you know a week, which is a lifetime in those sorts of events. Oh, it, absolutely. So, did they did they do well? Yeah, eventually they yeah. did, and and right um, pulling. I mean, pulling that deal, it's cost them $250 million in profit. So I respect that it was certainly not a decision that they wanted to take lightly. Yeah, of course. But at the same time, what has been what has been the cost of that that week, that whole week where there was basically radio silence around, are you going to stand with this guy? Who, let's face it, this isn't the first time that he's gone out and done said some fairly outrageous and outlandish things. Yes, that's um, right. Yes. Have you, just sorry, side note, have you ever seen the uh, Letterman uh, show with him? Yeah. Yeah, on the, the Netflix one I'm talking about, and for those of you out there who may not have seen it, um, that's, that's a really good series to watch. It's a, it's a pretty interesting watch. It, oh, is it? Yeah. Is it? Uh, yes. So it's, Challenging, in fact. <laughs> Yeah, and, and so these days with the rise of, uh, if you want to call it, cancel culture, it, it doesn't take much these days. I mean, okay, big anti-Semitic rant, big multi-billion dollar company, like, yes, of course something like this was going to play out in the media, but it's not, you know, responding in a crisis is not, like, solely the role of these multi-billion dollar corporations. Yeah. That it's the kind of thing that's going to happen to individuals and businesses in Canada. Yeah, I mean, look, you, yeah, indeed. I mean, you think about, uh, for example, uh, for example, a privacy um, breach mm. or leak. You know, you think about some of the DHBs that have had their, you know, patient information's been leaked or, or cracked and, you know, disseminated. Um, you know, and that, that's massive, you know. Um, so so you, it's how you get around that issue. So... I mean, looking at the Kanye Adidas um, story. Mm. I mean, Adidas. I think you said you know, you know, they got there in the end. They got you know, they they made a made a brave call. Um, they sacrificed you know the the um, the, uh, the you know the profit for the for the principal, uh, and they drew a line in the sand. So what you know, I guess they got there in the end. But how how could they or other businesses in such a scenario if something blows up? How how could you? We could improve. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so they got there in the end, but it was a long wait. And especially when the the news stories and the the people picking up on it, and that just it's almost like that that self perpetuating cycle of you know people just talking and talking and talking. It's that on, feedback loop. Oh, it's a massive feedback on people on social media going because hey, look, let's face it, there were people who were saying. No, you should stand by him. It's fine. There's nothing wrong, you know. And people, when Adidas pulled the plug, people who say, "Oh well, I'm I'm never going to buy Adidas again." Equally, there are people saying, "Adidas, it took you a week to condemn all of this anti-Semitism. Like, what are you doing? I'm never buying Adidas again." So, well, I don't have a pair of Yeezys in the uh, in the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I when there is all of this noise, it can be very, very difficult to think clearly. So. 
Number one, if you find yourself in the middle of a bit of a storm, um, don't try and go it alone. Don't try and think, I have to respond. Uh, there's another case study here um, from Canterbury, and it was the, the case of a business owner, um, a brewer up in Kayapoi, who also made a couple of racist comments on social media. Somebody connected the dots and figured out, went from his profile or the, the, the post that he had made to his profile, saw on his profile that he was a business owner, went to that business and started a big boycott. Mm, I remember this. Yes. <laughs> so what he issued a number of statements. So he didn't wait a week. He, he did <laughs> jump in and he issued a number of statements over the course of 48, 72 hours. And it was one that I was following with, with interest. One, because I'm, I'm interested in, you know, the stuff that's happening in Canterbury, but two, from a, from a communication standpoint. Yes. And I think it might have been statement number four or five that got posted that I finally read and thought, he hasn't written this. He's finally engaged somebody who wrote it for him, who was able to hit the right apology notes, make sure that it was addressing the the real concerns that people had, mm. um, because everything up until then had been denial, non-apology kind of, if I, if you come out there and say, I'm sorry you were offended, that's not an apology. Like, <laughs> come on. It's the apology when you're not giving an apology. And yeah. it, it was defensive, it was backfooting, it was all of those kinds of things because I think he was seeing the the swirling storm. He tried to hit it head on, but it's too close to home. Yes. And too personal. Yeah. And it was final, that final statement that I read, I don't know who he engaged, but he's clearly engaged somebody and they were able to be that, uh, not necessarily objective, but it's that once removed, they are acting as the professional and they're not mm. acting with emotion. And I know that's something that from an employment sphere, that's something that you can relate to. It's when you take those steps out of fear, anger, emotion, yeah. that's when you're most likely to mess up. That's right. Yeah, 100%. So, so obviously the, the way you um, choose to respond is hugely important in these scenarios, which, you know, look, to be honest, usually come out of the blue like <laughs> a bolt and, you know, hit, hit you smack banging on the front of your uh, face yeah. and uh, then it's going to, uh, you know, for want of a better term, damage control. Yeah. And I think for me, you've just highlighted something hugely important. Um, you know, for me as a business owner and going to law school and all the things I've done in 20 plus years of being in business, I never went and took a class on, um, you know, media communication, <laughs> for example. And, yeah. and I'm pretty sure most other business owners, most other SME owners out there in the country and around the world, in fact, are in the same boat. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's not our knitting, really. Um, and, you know, there's, there's clearly a key role for um, what I call breathing through your nose mm. uh, rather than just the knee-jerk response, which can do more harm than good. Oh, yeah. And, and obviously engaging some professionals to get some advice. It's, yes, it's, it's that. It's the, I mean, the professional for sure, but it's also that person that's not acting emotionally, that person who's acting rationally who can help you guide through, I mean, I can only imagine the kind of pressure, the kinds of comments. I mean, do I endorse what he said? Absolutely not. But I also then saw people making comments on the the business page and posting uh, 
uh, making you know negative reviews on Google, saying things like we should burn down his business with him inside. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it's taking a step that's too far. That's way it? too far. Yeah. But the the very real fear mm. of being in the eye of that storm. Yes. You you can't act rationally. You can't act logically. You need to have that that outside person, preferably a communications professional, <laughs> who can help guide you through. Yes, that's, that's right. Because I guess the what we saw in the Adidas Kanye situation over that space of that week is it's really real easy. Uh, I guess like with a with a fire, you give fire mm. more air, it's going to burn you know harder out of control yeah. or bigger and brighter. Um, and, and obviously, you know, when that happens, that has real world consequences. Oh, most definitely. So, I mean, and, and, and this example, this was a reactive example. He said something, company had to respond and react. And so in that, um, there are a couple, well, your really strategy there is to get out in front and ha- tackle those issues head on. Um, so that, I mean, that was really the only response that they had there. Yeah. Now, if hypothetically say, if they had warning or notice that he was going to say something or going to do controversial, well then that's when, or you know that something is going to happen. Mm. You can either choose to wait for it to happen and then, you know, Hey, we're going to plan and put all of these things in place that we can respond or you front foot it. You come out again before if you know that somebody is going to say something bad about you or release scandal about you. Coming out and rather than say, for example, wait for the hackers to say we've stolen your private information. Yeah. If you front foot it and say, hey, look, we've had a data breach and we're incredibly sorry. This is what we are doing. Um, you know, you you outline those steps to provide the reassurance, but you front foot it instead of waiting for uh, waiting for somebody else to break that news or break that story. Yes. I mean, yeah, still not ideal, but you're going to retain a wee bit more credibility by trying to come out in front of that issue rather than being reactive. But, yeah. hey, you know, you've got to take every situation as it comes and and respond appropriately. So I guess for me as a business owner, because I know it's something we've done, you know, within our business is, you know, having a crisis plan, yes. for example. Because I think, you know, when I've faced crises before in my years of business ownership, and it does happen, if you haven't had one, you will have one, I'm sorry, <laughs> I hate to be the bearer of bad news, um, but it's about, you know, having a plan, and I guess, you know, a plan is only as, uh, only as good as the paper it's written on until the bullets start flying, but it's definitely a starting point. Yeah. How would you react in situation X or Y? Exactly, and let's, we can take another example that I was involved in, mm-hmm. so, um another business that they hadn't actually done anything wrong, but there was a, a, another person or another entity that they were involved with. Mm. They had made some comments, created some content that was a bit inflammatory. But because they were, they had been partnered together in this venture, a lot of the negative blowback was coming back on my client. Now, right. it helps. I'm the one monitoring the social media I'm seeing the comments that come through. So I was then able to contact the business owner, let them know what was happening. Mm-hmm. Now, the, whoever is monitoring the Godfrey's Law social media may not be the person that you want, you know, you don't want them to think like, oh, I have to respond. I've got to write that. They should not be the one acting alone. So if, if all of a sudden there is a big fire and a big flare up, they need to know, okay, well, I need to contact 
Brad and we need to do X, Y, Z. Yes. So that they know that they don't feel like, oh, I've got to respond right away. They know that, okay, yeah, this is bad and yeah, I'm feeling a wee bit panicky here, but I know what to do. There is a clear plan. Yeah. So yes, and in and, and this situation, it was letting the business owners know, uh, pulling down all of the content from the website and social media that was associated with this other person. Um, in this instance, I was looking to somebody else to provide a wee bit of guidance for me. Uh, it wasn't an area that I was well skilled in, so I had to seek some advice. Once I had, we were able to come out with a statement that um, there was a bit of an apology, there was a bit of an explanation, and there were some next steps about how we're going to improve more moving forward. Right, yes. Had I jumped in not knowing the full story, not knowing the context, not understanding why these people were upset and why they were taking it upon themselves to make these comments, mm-hmm. it, it could have ended up so much worse. As it was, it turned into a real win for my client because people saw that, oh, hey, they've actually, they were ignorant about a subject, they've learned, they've moved on, they've got a plan for moving forward. Actually turned into, after a hairy 48 hours, turned into a wee bit of a win. Which, right. was, which is always ideal. But again, we had the plan, we knew who to talk to, and working out that, um, that message and that statement in tandem. So yeah, if, if, if the proverbial starts to hit the fan, don't think, I've got to react, got to respond, got to get a message out there right away. Make sure you understand the context. Why are they upset? Because mm-hmm. if you come in with the, I'm sorry, you're offended, we won't do it again. Well, you're only going to add more oxygen to that flame and keep fanning it up. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so look, I think some really sage uh, advice there and all of that uh, for the listeners out there who, you know, uh, I guess worried about this area, uh, may have had some experience or had some burnt fingers and toes uh, mm. in the past um, because, you know, we, we do live in a world of um, cancel culture Um and where the, you know things can be taken out of context, there are a lot of um, keyboard warriors out there, as we know, ready, oh, yeah. ready to uh, spin you know vitriol um, via the uh, the internet uh, and social media, etc. Um, but you know it's absolutely key because reputational damage uh, is huge, or can can be hugely damaging um, for businesses. Exactly. Now there are some that. <sighs> I mean, we go back to Adidas. There are some that even though they got to the right decision in the end, yep. for some it took too long yes. and, that, and that's enough to turn them off the product. Yep. We go back to the business owner from Kayapoi. Mm. Well, he ended up losing the business and it had to undergo a complete name change, rebrand for it to then launch again and keep going because there was just no palatable way that they could keep trading under their own um, their old name. Yeah. So, yes, it's... Reputation is just one of those things that takes a lifetime to build and it can take one tweet, one misworded Facebook post for it all to come crashing down around you. Yes, indeed. So Cameron, before we wrap up this um, episode, what are some key takeaways for the listeners out there? I mean, I think you've already given you know a number of really good sound key takeaways for, for listeners, um, but any sort of concluding thoughts or remarks of where people... You know, if they're interested in the space where they might go to look for help or to get a bit more schooled up on how to respond and what to do, what to do, what not to do. Yeah, absolutely. If you are already working with a marketing professional, 
ask them about your crisis plan. Let them, you know, make sure that you're having those conversations with them. Obviously, if something goes wrong, you want to be working with somebody that you know, that you trust, who understands you, but you don't want to be uh, you don't want to be asking for that plan after the horse is already bolted. You want to make sure that it's in place so that you know if something goes wrong, these are the steps that will be followed. These are the people who will be talked to. This is the route that we will go down to sign off on statements and and all of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So making sure that you've got that in place because ideally you want to be working with that person that you know and who you trust and and you've got that relationship with. Um, if you want to get a, a communication plan or, or find out more, happy to talk to me. You can head over to timezone1.com. You'll you know go to the people page. You'll see my name there, and we can point you in the right direction of setting up a comms plan and, and what that would entail and how that all works. Okay. Well, that's fantastic. And, and tell me, I mean, obviously you uh, and the people in the business you work with, um, do this sort of thing, you know, quite regularly. Like, I mean, I guess where I'm going with this comment is, do do you see an uptick in businesses making approaches for these things? Like, you know, what what is the market space like? Sure. I mean, most of the time, the crisis communications are avoided by all of the checks and balances that we do before, because we read through statements. Can this be taken another way? Is there any ambiguity or grey area here? There have been things that, you know, the business owner may well have written that we'll read through and say, hey, look, this could be misinterpreted this way. Let's tweak this. Let's rewrite this to make sure that the the understanding. Yes. So by working with by working with us uh, full time, um, you know, we are able to <laughs> catch a whole lot of those things before they cause trouble. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's being proactive, working with somebody who's yep. who's skill set it is to help you avoid these issues in the first place, that's always better. And I mean, hey, that's the reason why uh, you you work with an employment lawyer because, you know, you want to front foot those issues rather than being slapped with a personal grievance. It's always better to be the, um, what, the barrier at the top of the cliff as opposed to the ambulance at the bottom. That's right. Yeah, wise words to conclude this <laughs> podcast on, uh, Mr. Taylor. So, look, um, thank you so much for your um, your time and uh, for those listeners out there today who have enjoyed this episode uh, and some of the wisdom that Cameron's dropped on the podcast, you can head over to timezone1.com uh, where you can find Cameron's contact details and uh, I can tell you he's one hell of a nice guy and uh, <laughs> he, he likes uh, the occasional whiskey. Uh, it's a bit of a side hustle for him, uh, as well as the occasional glass of red wine, as well as coffee. Oh, um, yeah, Pinot, Pinot Noir or two. We're among friends here, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, look, thank you so much for your time today, Cameron, and uh, look forward to chatting to you again soon. Cheers. <laughs>